This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your main chick, Stacey Ray, and this is episode number 39 with Rochelle Keeler. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you want. If you are digging the vibe here and you want to expand on the conversation, you can join us in our free Facebook online community, The Lady Posse. We've got such an incredible group of women in there that would just love to get to know you and hold space for you and connect with you and collaborate with you and do all the things. So um, also, there are uh, many of the guests, if not all of the guests that we have on this show in that group as well that can answer your questions and, and you can share your insights and all that kind of stuff as well. So the link to join the Lady Posse is in the show notes, or you can simply go on Facebook and search the Lady Posse and we will add you in. We can't wait to get to know you. And for the show notes of this episode, you can simply go to weareladyalpha.com forward slash 39 radio. So those show notes have all the details there, links that we mentioned, as well as Rochelle's contact information and my contact information. So it's just the easy place to get all of those goods. So before we dive into this conversation, for those of you that do not know Rochelle, she is a holistic life coach and counselor residing in beautiful Vancouver, BC, which is also my home. And she works with women who struggle knowing their needs, what they're passionate about, and what makes them feel most loved. So her focus is really empowering women to put themselves first for a change, because <laughs> we know that not all of us are doing that. And having been through many of life's major stressors, such as various forms of grief, divorce, unemployment, eviction, and chronic pain, and probably more because she's human, um, she has been on this path herself that has really led her to learn how to truly nurture and take care of herself. And she's going to share that with us today. And also how to successfully navigate every day by becoming our own best friend and acknowledging that in order to give to others and to love another, we must authentically love and give back to ourselves first. So we jammed on self-care, like true, deep, feel-good self-care, emotions, feelings, how to navigate all of these things in our daily lives. So what I love about Rochelle is she has this really beautiful, delicate, soft, but yet very strong, bold way of calling us forward to really choosing to care deeply for ourselves. And yeah, that's what makes me so excited about you getting connected with her and her work. So settle in, make yourself a tea, or if you're driving, maybe you put your window down if it's a nice day and enjoy this episode, lady. All right. Welcome to Lady Talk Radio, Rochelle. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You were one of those people that I immediately, when I started seeing your stuff, I don't even actually know how we initially got connected. I think it was just one of those beautiful, I yeah. yeah, I think it was just one of those cool little interwebs connections, Instagram mm -hmm. or Facebook. And, and I just instantly could feel your heart and really how mm -hmm. much you care about people and about people really having the life and the level of love for themselves that they desire and Aww. that they deserve. And so firstly, I just want to thank you for, for bringing that forward into the social media space because I think we're all craving more of that realness and uh, that feel good kind of stuff. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for saying that. I actually always like want to make sure that comes across. And so I'm glad that came across early on because 
but this warms my heart that you saw that too. <laughs> totally, totally. And I think real recognize real, right? We all kind of get that yeah. vibe. We can pick up on that from other people. And this is another mm-hmm. beautiful example of trusting that nudge of connecting with somebody if you feel like they something about them sticks out to you. So this was totally. one of those examples again. So you're you're a coach, you're a counselor, you work. Yeah. Do you work specifically with women or do you kind of work do with- do specifically yeah? work with women, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And- like, tell us a little bit about how you came to be in this place right now. Oh, right now. That's a very good question. But I think it started um, pretty early on for me as a kid. I kind of always knew I would be in some form of helping field. It's kind of where my gift always was. I was that person that people went to for advice. I was that person that I was always there and they cried on my shoulder. Like, I was that friend always. Um, and then I kind of got really burnt out and exhausted by being that person all the time. Cause I thought that that was my role to always be there for everyone else and kind of lost myself in all of that and kind of negated any of my feelings and was just like holding space for everyone else. But me fast forward into twenties, into relationships and again, picking partners, picking a partner that was had some narcissistic tendencies and it was again all about him and where was I in all this and why was I feeling exhausted and drained all the time and it kind of everything kind of had a huge turning point Um, we ended up getting divorced and that was a huge turning point in my life to kind of wake up and go what about me (laughs) now it's like what about me now is my turn to work on me I had almost like this burst of drive and resiliency and kind of almost like this expansive freedom like I'm like oh now it's just me and at first that was really scary and then I just decided like no now is my time for me and did a ton of counseling myself read like a shit ton of self-help books watched all the TED talks did everything I could to kind of figure out me because I realized that always has been a passion of mine. Like every single Cosmo quiz I would fill out, everything about astrology. I'm like, ooh, this is exciting. And I just always was passionate about people's brains and why they do what they do. And and I realized I was like wanting to figure more and more and more about that, about myself. Because I actually didn't know. I thought I knew, but I didn't know myself. And through that all, I kind of, went through this ups and downs and of career because career is the next other relationship that can sometimes show you and reflect back to you the kind of work you need to work on. And so my job wasn't really fulfilling me. I recognized that I was like, again, being a manager, but like give, give, give and like working sometimes 15, 16, 17 hour days to get the job done for someone else. And I was like, this is not fulfilling me. Like, the bits and pieces I like of it is when I hear a customer come back and say like, Oh, I really appreciate you doing this for me. Or thank you for showing me something about myself. I didn't really realize I had. And I was like, huh, okay. This is a Mm -hmm. piece I liked. Yeah. I'll start connecting the dots and seeing. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm just denying the really obvious thing that I should be doing with my life. Um, so fast forward to again, another wake up call of a car accident and that kind of gave me nothing but time because I was, couldn't do anything physically. I was just kind of 
drained, exhausted, and had nothing but time to think. And so that gave me the opportunity to kind of evaluate where I was in my life at that point. And I realized I wasn't actually still happy. I got where I needed to get up until that point. And then I knew I wanted more. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of halfway did it. I was scared to really admit that I wanted to be a counselor and a coach because back to my point of reference where I thought I'm going to give all of myself away. I'm going to have no energy. I'm going to be drained. I'm going to care too much about my clients so much so that I'm never going to ever leave the job in the office. And like, I was just like, I can't do this. It's going to just drain me again. Finally, when I'm starting to feel energized and, you know, giving care back to myself, how can I possibly give back to other people? And then through again, this journey of kind of uncovering more pieces of myself, I realized I couldn't deny the obvious thing that was staring me right in the face. And I just took a leap of faith and said to my parents, I was like, I need to go back to school. This is what I need to do. And they both were like, we support you 100%. Um, And the moment I said that and admitted it and got accepted to school, I was like, this peace kind of came over me and I knew that it was the right thing and I trusted it was the right thing. And ever since then, I know hundred percent it's the path I meant to be on. And through schooling, we went through grueling, grueling experiences (laughs) where you really, really learn about how to take care of yourself and not take on other people's stuff Mm -hmm. and how to, love yourself in and amongst loving other people and I've learned so many techniques about how I can kind of protect my energy and protect myself while still giving of myself like you still said that you saw my heart and all of that and and yet I still am very aware that I want to protect it because it's mine and it's my Mm -hmm. special thing too and I want to be there and be available and hold space that makes sense. That yeah. was a long-winded answer. <laughs> I was hoping for a long-winded answer. Just okay, so you know. good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were. You know, it's so beautiful. I love hearing the origin of like how we come to be where we are today yeah. and some of that journey. And thanks for sharing that because it really, it, 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 so many little pieces in there really normalizes some of the fact that we all hit these points in life mm-hmm. and kind of go, what's next? And just even hearing you say, I was reading all the books, I was doing all the things, I was taking all the stuff. Like I think so many of us can relate to, if not being yeah. there now, already have been there or going there or, you know, inspired to learn more. So it's yeah. exciting to hear. And I, I love that you say like getting to know ourselves, like really getting to understand and get to know our needs and our feelings and our thoughts and all of these things that are kind of driving the car and how to do that on purpose, you know? Yeah. And something that you just said really stuck out to me because I'm like, you know, even some of the listeners who are not coaches or not um, counselors are not holding space for people necessarily, but they're still, you know, human mm-hmm. being going through life and navigating yep. all of these different relationships and people and boundaries and all this stuff. Like, I know that one of the things you love to talk about is around really understanding your needs, understanding your feelings, and just kind of how to really care for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, mm-hmm. I know you did a workshop series, was it late last year? And yes. you're teaching a lot about kind of self-care. And yeah. I, I love talking about self-care too. And I would love to hear mm-hmm. your your take on what self-care is and what it uh-huh. isn't. Because it's kind of a we hear it a lot now, right? We hear this yeah. whole idea of like taking care of ourselves. What yeah. does it mean to you? Or what's an idea that you want to 
invite the listeners in on around what it could mean for them? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to honor that little bit that you said in the beginning, because if we're in relationships, we're holding space for someone at some point in time. Um, And we are humans who are relational. We are our relationships. And so even anyone needs to learn how to hold space and kind of take care of themselves Mm -hmm. through that process. Um, But what is self-care to me? Um, It requires a knowing about what lights you up, what gives you energy, and what gives that little tiny little bit of spark or what puts that smile on your face. It's kind of the small things. It takes a lot of awareness mm-hmm. and recognition because we can go through the day and kind of just like be almost like a zombie, like just like get up, same routine, go to work, da da da, like go to the gym, whatever it is. And we can be doing things that are actually caring for ourselves in those moments, but not actually recognize and honor and have the intention that I'm doing this to take care of me. And so there's two kind of key points that I like to talk about. And the first one is having that awareness of the things that make you smile. So it requires like going through your day and actually like, you know, oh, I said hi to the bus driver and he said hi back and that made me smile. And so maybe I'm going to start to say hi to more strangers and that kind of lights me up mm-hmm. and makes me feel really good. And so that's a great kind of small thing for self-care, just like the random idiosyncrasies of every day that mm-hmm. can really like light us up. Be aware of those things. And the second piece is to have the intention behind doing those things that you are honoring yourself and your needs and your feelings in that moment. So. I like to break down self-care personally by different categories because sometimes different parts of ourselves need different things. Mm -hmm. So we need to look after our mental health, kind of our brain health. We need to look after our emotional and heart health. We need to look after our physical body and the physical sensations coming up, our spiritual health and kind of that purpose or vision. And then there's two extra pieces I like to add in where we talk about community health and our environment, and what's around us, and our neighborhood, and then also the social aspects. So what am I going to do for other people? And thinking about that. And to me, that kind of also is a very holistic approach to self-care, because we can, now if we are filling out that list of a bunch of different categories, we've got a ton of different things to call on when we're not feeling the greatest, and we know we want to try something that's going to like bring us back up. We just got to try one thing. We just got to try something and it's an experiment. What maybe felt good yesterday doesn't necessarily need to feel good today. And that's okay. But Mm. it's an experiment when we're getting to know each other and we're changing and growing and evolving as humans constantly. So maybe you don't want to say hi to the bus driver today and that's okay. Maybe you need to put headset in and listen to your favorite like jam song and be in your own bubble. That's okay. That's what self-care is. Yeah. Mm, so powerful. I love the way you just broke that down. Yes. Okay. So we're going, we're going in depth a little bit here, which mm-hmm. I am so, so excited about because I, I, I get really jazzed up about the self care and caring for self conversation yeah. because it seems like there's a lot of templates. So sort of the like, you know, do this, do this, have a morning routine and that's sort of like yeah. self care. And, and yet so many people are still feeling depleted or exhausted or their needs are not being met. So I love that you're looking at it kind of zooming out a little bit more and just looking yeah. at this as a more holistic life experience of taking care and really fulfilling on those things. 
So there was something that you said that really stuck out to me. Like, let's, let's riff on this for a second. Sure. When you said having the awareness, because I'm really big on that too, I feel like awareness is like the key ingredient here. Yeah. How do you practice a higher level of awareness? Or what is that like, what is sort of an idea that we can give the listeners if they're like, hmm, I don't know how to sort of be aware of what I need. What could be something that we could offer them in this moment as a practice? So something that I do with my clients actually is get them to either do it on their phone or if they like to journal, just keep a little notebook with them and track their mood and their the, the situation. Like if they want to get to really, really, really know themselves by the hour. So break down your day by the hour and so go, cool. what was I doing? How did I feel doing it? Did this give me energy to drain my energy? Did this person, this experience give me energy to drain my energy? And really kind of really, really pinpoint and pick apart the details of the day. That's one way to do it. Um, Another way that I sometimes like to do it is reflection at the end of the day. So journaling, basically the same question, what gave me energy and what drained my energy? The things that give you energy, that's the key things to do for self-care. And if it's draining your energy, how can you do that experience or be around that person and see the light, the spark, the joy in that situation as well? Mm-hmm. There's kind of keys for both. It's good to know both. Yes. So good. That intentionality <laughs> is so powerful. Hey, Even just when we bring that yeah. focus, I think sometimes we can step over just these little practices because really that doesn't take that much more time. Like when you say it, I'm like, oh, cool. Just taking note, like intentionally, maybe for one day, one week, one month, just intentionally taking note of how life is occurring for us. Like, how does this make me feel? That's powerful. I love that. Yeah, It can be as simple as a voice memo to yourself. Like, oh, I'm walking Mm -hmm. down the street and I really like actually being in nature. Oh, I noticed that that tree is really beautiful and that, Oh, I recognize that. So I feel really good that I recognize that. And, you know, tracking those things, because when we feel good, we attract more feeling good. And so when we're aware of when we feel good, then we have the power to choose to feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to me, it sounds like, as you're saying this, I'm, I'm thinking, ah, this is like a practice in truly being present with ourselves because I think we have this idea. Sometimes I know I've had this idea of presence being this sort of like magic thing. That's just going to like arrive. Like I'm just going to be more present, but really (laughs) it's like the practice of noticing these smaller things in our environment, being more aware of kind of what we're seeing and smelling and tasting and and liking and enjoying Mm -hmm. like all of these little things. It kind of brings that sacredness back into our everyday lives, you know? Totally. I love that. Totally. And sometimes like we're just so we go through the motions Mm -hmm. and it's normal to go through the the motions of life. That's kind of sometimes where we get in that kind of stuck feeling and we don't know why we're stuck. And then sometimes like I have clients where they're like, I don't even really know what I need. I don't even know what lights me up. And that's when we can start from the beginning really. And, and, think about even a good question to ask yourself is what did I do as a child that I could do for hours and never get bored yeah totally like I colored for hours and hours and hours as a child so these new adult coloring books that are coming out I'm like yes that's like amazing self-care for me because I love being artistic and creative Mm. and that's an adult version of a child thing right so if you love playing and role playing why can't you do 
play with kids in your life now or your dog and like put on silly costumes and go out dancing or something those that's play too right so mm-hmm. thinking about ways how you can bring that kind of spark of that child joy into your adult world yes oh yeah I love that you just said that too I was like hey, what did I used to do I'm like oh I used to play outside I used to build a ton of tree okay. forts make mud pies do all the you know the huge um yeah. things that you do when you're a tomboy you know um yeah. I definitely did a lot of those things so for the listener who's hearing this and going oh, I would love to do that but I don't have time or but you don't understand my life. I've got kids, I've got things going on. I've, you know, I I don't, you know, I don't know that I can actually make time for this. <sighs> right? We've all been there. We've yep. all had those thoughts. Yep. Yeah, I definitely have had those thoughts myself. I am a, a victim of that sometimes myself. And to that I will say um there is always versions of self-care that you can do while you're doing other things totally so I'll speak especially to my female women out there that we are master multitaskers <laughs> yeah. so why can't you listen to music that really inspires you and dance in your kitchen while you're making dinner mm-hmm. you're still getting the tasks done that you have to do have a dance party with the kids in the kitchen boom, like three things and you're smiling and loving life while you're doing that. Right. So it's about figuring out hacks kind of around it so that you can add it in. And, you know, some people take five minutes in the beginning of their day, the morning people, some people take five minutes at the end of their day. It doesn't have to look a certain way. I think this is the challenge that is out there is we see all these Pinterest posts and the hacks, like what you said before, all these lists of to do things. And mm-hmm. you have to maximize your morning. And if you don't maximize your morning, your whole day <laughs> is going to be wasted. And I just, I want to call bullshit on all of that because <laughs> each yeah. person has to figure out what works for them. And so, as much as I'm giving suggestions, there's not one answer for everyone. That's the beauty of us human beings. We're all unique and we have to figure out what works for us. in our everyday life so you drive to work there's lots of opportunities in your car to do self-care listen Mm -hmm. to podcasts wink (laughs) Um, wink (laughs) yeah yeah or audiobooks or things like that you know small things that you can kind of really start your day off feeling inspired or end your day feeling inspired if you're a night owl spend the extra five ten minutes doing something that makes you feel good totally Okay. So I'm totally digging this because what I'm hearing you say is awareness is the key piece here. Just paying Uh attention to yourself, listening to that inner glow, you know, what, what is lighting me up right now? What doesn't feel good for me? So just bringing that awareness inside, then trusting it, which is so cool, right? Just even micro trust every moment by moment, just trusting what you need and allowing yourself to choose what's right for you, right? Because mm-hmm. there's like, I, I always think of the kind of to-do list self-care as it's just kind of more of the same. It's We all have a lot of things we can put in the I should do category. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of, it just kind of creates more of the same. And is that really nourishing us? So I think yeah. templates can be cool. You can try them on, see how they fit, yep. see what feels good, and then design your own and trust yourself in doing that. So that's beautiful. I love 100%, that. 100%. Love that. Because you can glean inspiration from those things and we need a starting point right it goes back to this idea that we're just experimenting and trying to figure out what feels good and sometimes we do have to try new things to see if that thing actually does feel good or not totally it's just a matter of like 
well, today I tried this and this was a no. So I'm going to try this maybe tomorrow. It just depends on what works for you. And also having the intention behind it that you're doing it for you Mm -hmm. is a huge key energy behind it. Because again, when we go through the motions of life, we don't recognize all the things we're actually doing to take care of ourselves. So we feed ourselves and we pick outfits and get dressed and we do our hair and you know we can pick an outfit that makes me feel good because this is my self-care and I really love this like new shirt that I got or saying in the mirror I'm really having an awesome hair day today and I oh I love my hair and oh this makes me feel good when I comb my hair or whatever Mm -hmm. it is like the intention behind the everyday things as well is a huge kind of missing link that doesn't always get articulated when we talk about self-care yes like you're already taking care of yourself right yeah and I think that's when it starts to shift into self-love yes when you recognize all the things you're already doing that's loving for yourself Mm -hmm. oh that's I really want you to hear that what you just said (laughs) like that was so good because it's so true we're already taking care of ourselves you're already doing a primo job and bringing a, a like even just a little bit more awareness into that and going wow the intention for me wearing this beautiful thing in my hair today or wearing pink because it makes me feel more feminine and in my element or whatever you can bring those little intentions into the small things I love that love that it doesn't have to be a massage every single day or you know like it can be these little things that really light us up I love that yeah yeah good so in your experience of cultivating a deeper sense of self-care and starting to really just just bring that self-love presence into our day what kinds of um new awareness do we have about our emotions and our thoughts? Because in my experience, the deeper we are connected, the more we're listening, you know, the more that Mm -hmm. we have access to what's really occurring for us and what that Mm -hmm. might look like on a day-to-day basis. And something I've been curious about, and I'd love to ask you about this, is the difference between sort of honoring our feelings or like sitting in the feeling, if there's a difference. What do you see there? I think they're one and the same because when we sit in the feeling, we are honoring what's going on for us. Yeah. However, if we stew in the feeling and stay there and simmer in it, um, we our brain starts to make a lot of meaning about the feeling. Yeah. And that's that's when we start to um, fester and things start to build up and we start to overthink or worry and then anger and resentment and all these other things start to kind of attack the original intention where it might just be that I'm feeling sad right now and I don't need to know why I'm feeling sad right now. It's just what I need to feel. Mm-hmm. That's what my body is asking me to feel so I can feel it. Yeah. And a big thing is we get attached and we make feelings mean things and we associate thoughts and beliefs with a sensation in our body and an emotion. And so then when we feel that emotion, then sometimes we associate it with that continual thought that we keep putting in our body when we feel that feeling. Does that yes, make sense? It totally makes sense. And it's, <laughs> yeah. And it's something I talk about a lot and I've been thinking about a lot lately because mm-hmm. there's this whole conversation around, we want to honor our feelings. We want to be with yep. what's coming up and our humanness. And totally just what I'm hearing you say too, is it's okay to feel any spectrum of those feelings, me, you, everybody, we're all available to experience any of those emotions. It's Mm -hmm. so human for us. And it's what we think about the emotion that gives us a a different experience of it or a not so powerful experience of it. 
And even yeah. what I've been thinking about is like, it's the thoughts that are creating the feelings. So it's kind of like, if I'm thinking, let's say I went into a situation today and I'm thinking, wow, nobody likes me. This is so uncomfortable. I feel so uncomfortable. Of course, I'm going to feel this feeling of like, oh, this is really not okay. So it's also mm-hmm. like the thoughts we're thinking are creating the feelings. And then like, so there's a little bit of a dance in here. So yeah, like, yeah. I'd love to hear how this has been for you and working with women and just starting to navigate some of these daily emotions that we experience and how to start to kind of open the, I I wanted to say treasure chest, which is really cool. So I'm just going (laughs) to run with that. How to open the treasure chest of just beautiful inner workings we have in our emotions and how to sort of work with them. I know that's a pretty big question, but just go any way you want with it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a doozy. (laughs) And again, it's sort of an individual basis too, right? Um, For me, I can give personal examples. So how I started to connect to my emotions was actually um, physical sensations. So things like pain was an awareness Mm. Or things like that kind of weird feeling in my stomach was an awareness. Um, And then how I started to associate the feeling word, because again, so many times we say things, I feel, and then we put a thought to that feeling instead of actually saying sad, mad, angry, happy, whatever it is, right? Mm. Um, And so we're putting a lot of thoughts to physical sensations instead of actually recognizing what the actual feeling is. So it takes a bit of education to know what feeling words are. Surprisingly, we don't actually know a lot of feeling words as adults. So first of all, kind of I had to really learn some of those emotions and then understand the difference between the thought and the feeling mm-hmm. because there's a difference. Yeah. And then once we learn that difference, um, in our bodies, we kind of experience a lot of core sensations, but there's not a lot of different sensations in our body. But yeah. we always jump back to the thought and we make it mean a bunch of different things. Yes. But when we do that, we're only referencing what we already know. So technically, we're just referencing the past. So that's how anxiety starts to perpetuate. That's how, you know, we stay in that kind of depressive state because our bodies just almost like creatures of habit right Mm -hmm. so every time I feel this thing in my stomach that means I'm anxious and then when I'm anxious it means I'm going to have a panic attack and and we kind of spiral into that that sense and so something that I do again similar to the awareness of self-care is the awareness of the emotions throughout the day too you can do the same exercise but being aware of the feeling so it can start with the physical sensation if you're super detached to your emotions it can start with just oh my right shoulder felt a bit weird when I was doing walking my dog or whatever or I noticed that I was clenching my jaw a little bit when I was doing this thing so noticing what's going on in the body and then it can transition slowly into recognizing oh when I was in that experience like when I clench my jaw, that means I'm tense. Mm-hmm. Or when my heart starts beating really fast, that means I am feeling anxious. And so then we start to recognize the patterns that are this the clues that our body is giving us to what we are feeling. Yeah. And then that's how we start to get to know the feelings. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I don't even know if I answered your question all the way, but <laughs> it was no, it was perfect. It was perfect. This is the exploration, right? Is yeah, like just yeah. starting to get curious about these things. That's what I'm loving yeah. about this is we're just getting yeah. curious about exactly. how we work and how we sort of work meaning making machines. And we're always sort of like mm-hmm. filtering and noticing and looking and yep. kind of doing things the way that we've always done. And I think there's so much power in just bringing that intentionality and going, huh? Totally. Yeah. Like just getting curious about how that's going. Because yeah, no would, judgment. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just, just that, observing. Oh, I wonder. Yep. Yeah. Like it's a beautiful thing that we get to feel and, and that we get to experience our lives. And sometimes some feelings more be- feel more beautiful than others. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, more like the more in the past year I've started to really allow myself to get curious about my emotions, the more that I actually find the magic in them where I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, when I'm not resisting and trying to push the the sadness away or the grief away, I can actually sit in it and just express it and then move through mm-hmm. it. And there's like gold in there. I can just feel feel all of this new opening in allowing yeah. myself to feel. And um, I, I was a very strategic person for many years. Like there was a lot of strategy around not feeling emotions. And mm-hmm. so it took me a long time to sort of like get back into them. And I think we can, mm-hmm. a lot of us can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you're, you're bringing that, like even just one little noticing of like, oh, this is how I feel in my body today. Or this yeah. is what's coming here. Because it's so easy to think about the emotion and be like, uh, yeah. you know, but just feeling the emotion. What a concept, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing too is if in those moments you need to overanalyze and go there, mm. go there, but go there all the way. Like mm, don't punish yourself that. for doing it yeah. because, you know, maybe in that moment, that's what you, you just needed to be sad for that much longer. And that's okay too. Yeah. But I think it, things stockpile on us and we start to then be sad that we're sad and then we start to feel guilty that we're being sad for so long and it goes on this like you know like we're like layering on top of layering and then we don't even know what the original thing was in the first place right yes and that's so common too and and so you know when we're trying something new and we're trying to be aware of certain things and being curious and wondering the challenge in that is we need to bring it back to being gentle with ourselves and being kind to ourselves and understanding that when we want to make a change, it takes time to figure out what that change will actually look like for you. Mm -hmm. It takes slowing down and takes trying and it takes kind of experimenting new avenues and new thoughts and I mean, you did the whole habit creating course mm, as well. Yeah. It, it takes a long time to shift a pattern. And imagine trying to shift an automatic thought yeah. with a feeling that you've had since you were five. Yeah, yeah, right? Totally. That's many, many, many years of these like things in our body that just happen in an instant yeah. sometimes. So yeah, being mindful in those moments and not again, punishing ourselves for not getting it right the first time. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. That gentleness. Like if we were to to wrap this whole conversation in a bow here, it's like, be on your side, (laughs) you know, like lovingly hold yourself in whatever's coming up for you because it's not like, it's not wrong. It's not bad. It's not imperfectly timed. It's just what is. And that like, you know, the more that, um, 
I've gotten to know kind of about the female cycle and all this stuff too, I start to see these beautiful patterns of how I show up mm-hmm. in my emotions at different times mm-hmm. in the month. Mm-hmm. And like, it's funny because right, like usually the week right before menstruation, like luteal phase, you know, when we're kind of like, it's the buildup of all of the emotions and the worries yeah. and the concerns and the thoughts of the whole month. It's like, sometimes you just need to have a cry and that's okay. Yep. And, and yeah it's very predictable that I will try to create chaos so that I can have a cry or I could just Uh be aware that I just feel like I need a release and actually just honor what's there. Right. So there's also like that. Sometimes we're just like, Oh, I don't need an excuse to feel this way. I don't need to Mm -hmm. create a situation or focus in on something. That's the reason I'm upset. Maybe there's just that feeling in our body and then that's okay. Yeah. Because ultimately feelings are not facts. So they don't make, they don't need to make sense. Things. Like yeah. they don't need to make sense. And this is the thing is like, we as adults think we need a reason to have a temper tantrum, but a kid doesn't have to have a reason. Mm-hmm. They just feel really upset. Yeah, totally. Power to them because that's where we started, right? We started as emotional beings. So why now? I mean, obviously do when it's appropriate, but mm-hmm. feel what you need to feel when you're feeling it. Maybe it's if you're feeling something at work, go to the bathroom and lock yourself there and do some deep, deep breathing or scream into your scarf or whatever it is, right? <laughs> you need to do, but feel it instead of, you know, this is the the pattern of pushing it away or pushing yeah. it down and negating it. And we're not honoring ourselves in those moments then. And I love how you said when we, we connect with our emotions and have an awareness and be gentle through it all and be on our side, like, this is how we become our own best friend. Like this is how we connect to ourselves is knowing and honoring what's going on for us. And there's absolutely nothing selfish about that at all. In fact, it's more free and more generous for everyone else in your life when you know how to do that for you and you don't expect someone else to make you feel a certain way. You can do it for you because you know what makes you feel good. Yes. Okay. That right there is the opening into kind of the next (laughs) point here, because I think this is so foundational, like just listening to you and and how you're talking about this, this feels extremely foundational. Like when we really listen and pay attention to what's going on internally for us and just honoring what's there, we get to know what Mm -hmm. drives us, what our needs are, what we value, Mm -hmm. what we need Mm -hmm. to ask for, set boundaries around or create in our lives. So let's jam on, I know you talk a lot about values and needs and like using Mm -hmm. your voice, asking for it, creating that in your life. So Mm -hmm. let's go in that direction a little bit. Mm -hmm. So as we start to get to know these, these feelings and just what, what, just what's occurring for us really, because that's really what I'm starting to notice here is we're turning the focus inwards, right? We're taking a look at like what, what we need in different moments. Yeah. So when we start to get to know some of these needs, I know there's this conversation circulating around of like you know, there's core needs. And then there's like people being like, Oh, but can I really like ask for that? Or like, how do I create that in my life? And just yesterday, just to kind of give you this 30 Mm -hmm. second little story here. Mm -hmm. Just yesterday, I was actually noticing myself feeling kind of tender and a little bit like, I was like, Oh, I just really feel like comfort. I want my partner to comfort me. And I just want coziness. And I want all these things. And I really just turned that around and was asking myself, like, how can I provide myself with comfort and coziness and love right now in this moment? And I'd love to hear your perspective on that around needs, like getting them met and what that looks like in kind of our everyday Mm -hmm. lives. Is it always about Mm -hmm. other people meeting them? Is it about us meeting them? Obviously, it's a little bit of both. Jam on that for a second. Yeah, I think it's exactly like you said. It's a bit of both, Um, again, because we're relational people. So we're always going to have those relationships. 
But I think the beautiful thing when we start recognizing what that is, so you saw that you needed comfort and coziness and from your partner, then you took it a step further. And how can I give that to myself? Which isn't always a question we ask ourselves. So when we feel a strong emotion or triggered or something comes up for us, oftentimes we associate that with the person or the experience. And so we don't recognize what that actual need is under there. And when we recognize the need that was driving the emotion, Mm -hmm. then we can ask ourselves, so if I need comfort and cozy, if that's the thing it is, how can I give that to myself? And you ask yourself those questions. And again, that's full circle to self-care, essentially. Um, I can share a little example too with you. Um, I was hanging out with a bunch of girlfriends yesterday and one of them was describing a situation with um, a new relationship and he was not reaching to her when she was upset, even though she was like, I'm fully aware that I'm giving him the bitch card and not talking to him on purpose. And I asked her what she was worried about, like what was driving kind of the, the fear or what she was feeling. And she's like, oh, well, Obviously, it stems from abandonment and da 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 da. And I was like, okay. So, and she's like, but I don't know how to have this conversation because part of it is we just miscommunicate and there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And we just don't really, you know, we both want to change, but we don't know how. And I, and then she said again, I'm really worried that he might be mad at me. Mm-hmm. And, and then, in my mind, I was brewing on that conversation a little bit on the way home. And I brewed on it because it was the thing that I used to do too, where um, I made it mean that if he didn't come to me, that if I went and confronted him, that he would leave or he would be upset. And so that's what was triggering the feeling of abandonment, that feeling of that yeah. worry that he would leave. And there was this need under there of if I make it mean that you love me if you ask me what's going on for me, right? Mm -hmm. That's the thought that we're making it mean. Meanwhile, if we don't abandon ourselves in our relationships, that won't even be a thought that occurs. Right. So if we don't lose ourselves needing someone else to validate and stay with us and be attached to us, and we're 100% okay with where we're at, we wouldn't need that person to prove they're sticking it out mm-hmm. or to prove they're trustworthy because we trust ourselves or we give ourselves that clarity or we give ourselves that kind of attention that we're craving. And so it won't even be an issue. It can be more of a discussion. Mm, and I prompted her to just start the conversation not saying all these things that you want to change and that you're unhappy with say I'm really worried that you're going to leave when you don't come to me and you know I'm upset I make it mean that you might leave and that makes me sad and worried start the conversation like that because then it's starting at a vulnerable heart place and really actually expressing what the root underneath that is which is that need underneath it to feel connected to feel trustworthy to feel whatever it is right yeah absolutely 
So when we know what the driving need is, it's like suddenly we get really, really emotionally intelligent because we can really almost be ahead of it and stay on top of it. So I know I have a need to be needed. I know that's a thing for me. It drives a lot of what I do. And the thing is, I can use that in an unhealthy way. And I did in the past where I was that person that, oh, you have a problem. I'll fix it. That's my job. You need me. Yep. I'll drop everything and take care of you. No problem. Like, that's my job. That's my role. You need me. So I'm going to jump no matter what. And it kind of sabotaged a lot of things because in my ex-marriage, it was very emasculating because it basically he thought I needed to fix him all the time. And that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And, you know, he had a problem and I was the one that gave a solution. That's what's just our dynamic. And it was actually disempowering to him and to me because I wasn't actually getting that thing fulfilled. And there's a part of me that recognized after doing some work recently I was like, how can I positively use that need to be needed in my life? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with me having the desire to be nurturing or to care for others. Um, But it it goes a little bit haywire when it starts getting unhealthy and codependent, right? So that energy of caring for someone or someone else, now I give that to my dog or I give that to (laughs) my friend's kids because I love taking care of kids or you know, I, I really give that energy to my clients one-on-one when we're together is like, I'm here for you. And I, you know, I want to give that nurturing energy to them so that that need to be needed doesn't drive all my decisions in my everyday life with all of my relationships, with all of my friendships, with my family. I don't have to be the rescuer. I don't have to be the fixer. I can just be me. Yeah. And that, that, that weight has kind of lifted. That's so powerful because when yeah. we're when we're driving the car and we're not sure what we need, yeah. or we're just kind of subtly looking at what we need and just kind of stepping over it. We're going to always be looking outside of ourselves. But when we mm-hmm. have awareness, I love what you just said, because that's been my experience too. There's constructive ways and then destructive ways for me to fulfill yeah. my needs. Like, and if I'm not aware of what my needs are, chances are I'm probably on default getting them destructively or in some way yeah. that doesn't really light me up. So I love that yeah. you pointed that out because with the awareness, then we get the choice. Right. Yep. And it's like, yep. then we get and to it, decide how we, how we fill them. And it, and it can be really truthfully, really scary and also very vulnerable to really know what drives yeah. it. You have to be really, really real and honest with yourself. And sometimes we don't like what we uncover. Mm-hmm. It can be really, really scary for me to think, Oh, all I ever wanted was for someone to need me that like the first time I realized that I literally felt like sick to my stomach. Like I was like, Oh, that's driving every decision I'm making. And it just kind of made my skin crawl. And then I started unpacking it, giving it a different perspective, working with my own counselor and coach to kind of figure out where I can use that as a positive thing. Cause you know, so many times what that thing is that we think is bad or wrong or too much in our personality is actually our special unique gift that we can use to kind of skyrocket our life. But we're told, Oh, it's bad or it's wrong or you're not allowed and squash that that's bad. And I say, 
screw that. <laughs> what you just said was so so powerful. Like working with somebody to have that reflection, I think is really yeah. key in this. Yeah. So obviously you're available for coaching, counseling. You kind of, mm-hmm. I love that you, that you blend the two. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, let's, let's kind of close this out with one thing here, because we've talked, we've touched on a lot of different things. I know you are so depth in, in you're so deep in what you teach and how, how you go about supporting people in these different ways. So let, if we were just to kind of close out this conversation, a, with an invitation to continue that conversation with you, mm-hmm. but then also just like, if you were to kind of tie this up in a bow right now, what is one thing, if you were just to get super real with the listeners about, well, not that you're not always real cause you are, um, mm-hmm. But what's one thing that you would love for them to walk away from this conversation with and implement? I think even if there's one piece of information that they can take away, it's the simple awareness of self. So it can be as simple as when you put your feet on the ground after getting out of bed, be aware of the soles of your feet, be aware of the ground underneath you you know recognize that you take an inhale and there's life inside of you Mm. you know recognize I'm brushing my teeth because my teeth matter to me and I want to take care of them you know it's like recognize all the amazing small things that you're doing for yourself that give you life that light you up that fill you up and recognize that you're doing them for you because you're awesome Yeah. Oh, like if that was the one thing that we really <laughs> just started to pay attention to and implement, like the power in that. Thanks for reminding us of of us coming first and how important that is and just the mm-hmm. the presence of our beauty in the daily lives. Cause sometimes I think we get really caught up in searching out there for like the next thing that's gonna make us feel good. But it's like it's already here. We're already in it and we can find yeah. those little moving parts right now. So thanks for yeah. really presencing us to that. You're such an incredibly beautiful human being. Oh my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. It takes one to know one. It does. Spotty you got it. I know. I know. But I'm just totally an acknowledgement of you lady. You're such a beautiful soul. Oh, thank and thanks you. for thanks for really uh sharing your heart in this conversation too I got so much just just nuggets listening to you you're so wise Mm. so thank you for that and of course we want uh, the listeners to get to connect with you as well so how Mm -hmm. what's the I love your insta stories I love seeing you on instagram you post super cool stuff so definitely get connected (laughs) with Rochelle there um but what's kind of what are you up to right now what do you want to invite people into you want them to reach out to you or connect with you or join something or what's what's the deal well, probably, like you said, the platform I'm most on is Instagram, um, which is R-A-C-H-E-L-E, two underscores and a K, if you want to find me there. Um, there's lots of little gems and nuggets. Um, I also, on my website, RochelleKaler.com, um, I, I'm sure Stacey will have it printed out. I will. I will totally. Um, yeah. There's a blog there that I try to contribute and do regularly. Um, and you can, people can sign up for the newsletter too if they want. Um, but the biggest thing right now is it's a new year. It's a fresh start. And we can set some great intentions together and offer different shifts and different perspectives. And I just want to encourage anyone who maybe felt a pang of excitement or curiosity or oh, I'm wondering about that and I want to know more, message me, find my email, um, go to my website. I offer a free 20-minute phone call um, to anyone who's curious about coaching or counseling to figure out what path is kind of the right one for them. 
typically we often start with a bit of counseling to uncover kind of the why we do what we do and where it comes from. And then we can kind of shift our energy and go into coach mode and get to the how and make things happen and move forward. So um, if anyone wants to connect with me that way, that's I think the best thing for the new year is to figure out and take care of you in this 2018 because it's not selfish to take care of yourself. That's one thing I will tell everyone. Seriously, seriously. It's not selfish. To, and if you're worried about it being selfish, you'll never, ever, ever be selfish because yes. a selfish person does not even have that thought in their mind. Exactly. I saw you posted something like that on Instagram yeah. the other day, and I sat there for a few minutes just kind of, <laughs> I was, first I was like, oh. Yes. And then I kind of had a little giggle. I was like, isn't that true? That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Love that. It's not even a thought for a selfish person that they're being selfish. And yeah. so, you know, for those women who maybe don't know how to take care of their needs, don't even know what their needs are to kind of feel lost in their life and maybe not sure how to find their voice and all of that or how to articulate their needs in their relationships mm-hmm. or to set those boundaries. That's something that I love working with. And I love also really again, like I said earlier, pulling out your strengths and your unique gifts. Yeah. You know, you're too much is actually you're just right. Ooh, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> oh, I'm going to quote you on that. That was a good yeah. one. You're too much is just right. Love it. It's perfect. It's perfect. And, you know, we got to recognize the good in ourselves yeah. too. That's oh, the yeah. most empowering thing we can do is see our amazingness and yeah, Love be happy that. with it. Yeah. Love that. So good. Let's leave on one one more little snippet here because I'm curious because I know you have a lot of things that you practice and take on mm-hmm. for yourself. What has been a non-negotiable practice for you recently that really supports you in, in showing up and feeling really great? Uh-huh. A non-negotiable recently actually has been actually back to what I suggested for clients to do. So I recognize and I track what gives me energy and what drains my energy. And then I have the power to continue to do that or not essentially, I have that awareness. So at the end of my day, I typically journal like a couple gratitudes. I also write my own personal affirmations and mantras. I make them up myself because they resonate more when they're like that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go, what gave me energy this day and what drained my energy today? And that's kind of a go-to that I, I try to practice every day. Um, and if it's not in night, sometimes I'll do the same thing in the morning too and reflect in the morning. I love that. My attentions. I, I often ask myself in the morning as well, how do I want to feel today? And that's my navigator. Mm. That's my compass. So every decision, if I want to feel joy, every decision yeah. will lead to joy. Which can be kind of like a game. Let's be yeah. honest. I, yeah. love, I love to play that game where I'm like, okay, today I'm going to be connection. Yeah. And just like bringing that space. Cause I think we can get really lost all up in our head about what the day is going to be like and what's this. And oh my God, I got to do this and I got to do that. And like just, just even just for the setting that intention and just playing it like a game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be joy today. This is what I'm going to create in my feeling and, and how yeah. I'm going to experience things. And you'd be surprised how much, like, I know you're nodding your head because you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can yeah. just have this different experience. And so, yeah, I think that's so great. I love that. You can kind of stay on top of it if you want to. That's a great way to stay on top of the emotion and feel mm-hmm. in charge of the emotion instead yeah. of it letting it overwhelm or take over. You know, if you do want to be in joy, yeah, okay, cleaning out the dishwasher is not necessarily the most joyful experience, <laughs> but... If having a clean kitchen will make you feel peaceful and maybe have room for joy, then 
technically it is a joyful choice. And so then you can do it with the intention that's going to yes. give you that joy. And again, that's full circle honoring you, honoring how you want to feel, honoring what feels good and your intention and keeping that promise to yourself. I wanted to feel joy today. So I'm doing all these things to continue to help me feel that way. Yes. So good. And you could like wear a frilly costume and put on crazy music to unload the dishwasher too. I'm just saying, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on, Rochelle. It's been such a blast. And um, to the listeners, thanks for listening. And of course, if you have questions, if you got something, if you're like, Ooh, I really liked this, just reach out to us. We're real people, like actually Mm -hmm. real people behind (laughs) these conversations. So um, I'm sure Rochelle would love to hear. And of course I would too. So um, until next time, ladies thank you so much for listening and again thanks Rochelle for your time thank you